بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم أما بعد باب استحباب زيارة القبور للرجال وما يقول الزائد عن بريدة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كنت نهيتكم عن زيارة القبور فزوروها رواه مسلم The previous chapter, which was quite a lengthy chapter, Imam Nawawi rahimahullah had given it the title Babu Dhikril Maut, the chapter which deals with the remembrance of death, waqisar al-amal, and the curtailing of long aspirations in this world. As is the practice of Imam Nawawi rahimahullah, that he, there is some link or continuity in the headings or the chapters that he selects. So obviously, when one has to think of mort and death, naturally, the thing that is linked or attached to mort and death is obviously the qabr or the graves. Because ulama Ikram mentioned that there are four stages in the life, or call it four homes, that a person has in this world or four stages of life. The first stage is what we refer to as Batna Ummihi. The stage when a person, his home is the stomach or the womb of his mother. The second stage is this dunya or this life which we are presently in. The third stage or the third home is the qabr and the grave. And the fourth and final stage is akhirat. So as I mentioned, continuity, one is the remembrance of death, then obviously the next stage is the qabr or the graves. And this is why Imam Nawi rahimullah has brought this chapter, Istihbab Ziyarat al-Qubur, the chapter which deals with the virtue that it is mustahab, it is encouraged to visit the graves for the men. And... When a person visits the grave, what he should say? Zair, the visitor of the grave, what should he say or what should he do or what should his behavior or manner be? Before we begin this discussion on this chapter and the ahadith that are linked to it, it is beneficial if we keep something in mind. There is a principle in shariat which we call ifrat and tafrit. Ifrat and tafrit, in layman's terms, means the importance of trying to create moderation or trying to create balance. Don't fall too short and in the zeal and enthusiasm to do something, don't exceed the boundaries. You find that this issue of visiting the qabristan, visiting the graves, is a classical example because if we look historically, what is the roots of idol worship? The roots of idol worship, which was obviously one of the greatest challenges that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam faced. In the time of Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Kaabatullah itself, there were 360 idols. This bimari or this malady of idol worship was very, very prevalent amongst the Arabs. 
And we find that shirk is something that ulama-i-karam say, inna shirka a'adhamu dhulm. To ascribe partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the greatest zulm, greatest oppression anyone can commit. One hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, like that many, many ahadiths. Person asked Nabi Abbas sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ayyu dhambi a'adham. That Ya Rasulullah, what is the worst possible sin a person can commit? Nabi Abbas sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, antaj'ala lillahi niddan wa huwa khalaqak. The greatest oppression or the greatest sin it's not zina, it's not leaving out one salah, Allah protect us from all this. It's not riba. What is the greatest sin that a person can possibly commit? Islam said, That you ascribe a partner to Allah when Allah is your creator. What causes shirk, one of the main, one of the, one of the great causes of shirk idolatry, idol worship, is that it was noticed that in the nations of the past, when there were pious people amongst them, or prominent people amongst them, when that person passed away, one of the ways in which they started grieving for that person was, they said that, you know what, yadash ke liye, for us to keep some sort of memory of this beloved father, or beloved pious elder, whoever it was that has passed away, let us make some sort of taswir. Let us make an impression or a picture. Or let us create, carve something out as a, something by which we can remember this person who had passed away. So they made up something, either it was a portrait or a picture or a small type of idol. Initially, they were not worshipping that. Initially, the objective was what? Create some sort of memory for this person that has passed away. And then with the passage of time, as the generation started coming, initially maybe it was the father that did it for some pious elder as a, as a memoir, something to remember that person by. With the passage of time, his children and then their children started venerating that particular object. Then they started actually worshipping that object. Then it got to a point where they started making dua to that object and eventually it led to idolatry and idol worship. Because this was a very real problem that was that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam faced. That is why we find in the first hadith that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to Sahaba that I used to prohibit you from visiting the graves. I used to prohibit you from visiting the graves. These people, Kanwa Hadithi Ahadim Bil Jahiliya. They had just Sahaba Ikram were new Muslims. Their past was what? Jahiliyat, ignorance. The ignorance of idol worship. And because idol idolatry has its roots in venerating the deceased, there was a very real problem that if Nabiya Pakistan allowed them to carry on visiting the graves, there was a possibility that they could have started elevating those people and gone back to idol worship. So this is why in the initial stages, the original prohibition was there from visiting the graves because of the fact that they were new Muslims, because of the fact that they could possibly venerate these people, because of the, the prohibition that Shariat has with excessive 
lamentation over the deceased, etc. That is why Nabiya Pak originally prohibited them. And we find that this is a common principle in Shariat. For example, zina. Zina is totally prohibited. Fornication or adultery. What leads to zina? What are the wasail that takes one towards zina? Or what causes the temptation of zina? What we call nazar, looking where you're not supposed to look. Likewise, being alone, khalwat, being alone in isolation with a ghair mahram, which shariat prohibits. So what does Allah Ta'ala say in the Qur'an? When the prohibition of zina is mentioned, Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقْرَبُ zina." وَلَا تَقْرَبُ zina." Not only is zina haram, anything that will lead to zina is also haram. Don't go close to zina. So in other words, the act itself is haram, looking also is haram because it leads towards it, looking at what you're not supposed to look at. Being in khalwat or isolation with the rain mahram is also haram. Why? Because it leads to zina. Wala taqrabu zina. So in the same way, the greatest zulm, greatest guna is shirk. So anything that will lead to shirk or carries the ramifications of shirk or carries the asar or signs of shirk, that also the shariat prohibits. Which is what led to the initial prohibition where Rasulullah said, Kuntu nahitukum an ziyaratil qubur, that I used to prohibit you from visiting the graves. The point we were making, my respected brothers, is we were mentioning this principle of what we call ifrat and tafrit. Ifrat and tafrit, in other words, falling short or going beyond the boundaries. Understand it like this. For example, I remember. Many years ago when we went to Nizamuddin in Masturat Jamaat, one of our elders, he passed away now, one of the Dawood Sahib, Rahmatullahi, when he was speaking to the Masturat, or he was explaining the Masturat work, he said, Masturat ka kaam zaruri hai aur nazuk bhi hai. He said this work of this effort of the masturat, taking your masturat out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is something that is very, very necessary for you to make tadbiyat of your families, for the fikr of deen to enter in them, for them to make the tadbiyat of the children, for them to bring their lives on sunnah, to make effort on your families, on your masturat is very necessary. But, zaruri bhi hai or nazuk bhi hai, but it is also delicate. Delicate, why you are taking your masturat out with you, away out of the home. You are going in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What about the laws of parda? What about the possibility of protection of the gaze, protection of khalwat, imkan of fitna, possibility of fitna? So, delicate and very, very necessary. So, what did he say? Beautifully, he put it like this in Urdu. He said, Hame nazakat se itna mutaasir nahi hona chahe ke hum ضرورت کو بھول جائے اور ہمیں ضرورت سے اتنا متاثر نہیں ہونا چاہے کہ ہم اصول کو بھول جائے so what this means in English don't allow yourself to become so influenced by the delicate nature of the work that you forget the necessity of it and don't allow yourself to become so influenced by the necessity of it that you forget the usul and the principles in other words, have a balance. There shouldn't be ifrat and tafreet. That you, that when it comes, back, comes to masturat work, that you think that, you know what, it's so important, so it doesn't matter, don't worry about parda, don't worry about the rules and regulations. Have to do the work. 
On the other hand, parda, rules and regulations influence you to such an extent that you leave the workout completely. There has to be a balance. Don't forget the necessity and don't be so influenced by the delicate nature of it also. Create, have the balance. Exactly that same principle, my respected brothers, applies to visiting the Qabristan and the graves. It's a very real problem that is there. Worshipping of the graves, making dua to the residents of the grave, venerating the graves. These, this, this is ain shirk. This is an absolute and a clear form of shirk and ascribing partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The worst type of sin. On the other hand, on the other hand, visiting the graves has very real benefits. Tremendous benefits in constantly visiting the graves, pondering about mort, pondering about akhirat, making dua for the deceased that have passed away, etc. As we'll see in the ahadith, there are very, very great benefits in it. So we should not be so influenced by the benefits that we leave out the usul and the principles of visiting the graveyard. There are certain principles, there are certain precautions that shariat has put into place that are very, very important that they be observed. On the other hand, don't become so oblivious of the precautions, etc., that we put ourselves into a problem where we, we don't maintain these principles when we visit the graveyard. There has to be a balance. As we'll see in the ahadith of Rasulullah wasallam. What did Nabi Salaam himself do when he visited the graveyard? What his, was his Mubarak behavior and manner? How often would he visit the graves? Because you'll find that nowadays there is a very large tabqa in the ummah that because of the possibility of venerating the graves of idol worship, etc., they don't even go to the graveyard. It's totally prohibited. No, do not go to the graveyard. Don't make dua in the Qabristan. Don't do anything. On the other hand, there is that tabqa a real problem, people they go to the graveyard, they put chadar on the grave, then they want to make dua to the resident of the grave and they get involved in acts which are very, very close to shirk. So we have to have that balance. Don't go to extremes and don't fall too short also. Maintain, remain in the boundary in between. Why? Because going to extremes has a very real danger, it will take us towards shirk. On the other hand, Staying away from the Qabristan completely will deprive us of the many great benefits there are in visiting the graves, which as I mentioned, we will mention. And this is why in the initial stages, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we find the first hadith, Kuntu nahaytukum, I used to prohibit you. I used to prohibit you from visiting the graves for reasons which we mentioned. And then because of, once the iman had strengthened, become rasiq in sahaba kiram, Nabi sallallahu then said, now I am emphasizing upon you, the men, I am emphasizing upon you the importance of visiting the grave. Benefits, as I mentioned, will continue with Allah gives